0: Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, adults have so much stuff going on in their lives that they rarely ever get to play. In today's Examiner, Adele Coffey has been writing about a group of grown up women in the US who regularly meet up just to play games with each other. Adele, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Sean. So, tell us, I suppose, first about the Double Dutch Club and, and what they do. Yeah, and
1: don't forget, it's the 40-plus Double Dutch Club. Excuse Come. me. Yeah, 40-plus. <laughs> the the
0: age are there. You're sorry. <laughs>
1: the 40-plus Double Dutch Club. I came across this. Um, there was an article in the New York Times um, recently about this group of women who are over 40 who get together to play double Dutch skipping. You know, it's the skipping with the two ropes, you know, mm. the really fast skipping that we know from American TV shows. We don't do it so much here, I don't think, but... Um, yeah, so this woman started up this club. She was going through a rough time. Her marriage was ending. Her kids were kind of growing up and didn't really need her anymore. And she was feeling sad about it. And she went to a kind of, I think it was like a block party or a cook-off or something in her neighborhood. And was was actually taking part. And they, they were doing skipping, this double-dutch skipping. And she took part in it. And she realized, wow, this actually feels amazing. She had, like, this real sense of flow, which we you know, sometimes guess when we're doing something physical with our bodies like that. And she thought, God, this is great. I I, I feel great. And she was thinking about it. And she went to a friend of hers and said, you know, would you play skipping with me? (laughs) In in, in kind of in words like that, I think. And she got together a group of five women, I think it was, and started off as that. And they they started doing double-dutch skipping whenever they could. And uh, all really enjoyed it. And as these things go, you know, she set up a Facebook group. It grew and grew and grew into a group of like 10,000 active members all over America. And once a year, they get together for this uh, play date, essentially uh, an adult's play date, which probably sounds more fun than it is. Um, But it was this huge group of women coming together to just skip and play these childhood games that they had played um, in the schoolyard which gave them so much pleasure. And um, the reason it became so popular is because women were finding, like, in their 40s, when they're so, you know, everybody knows, men and women alike, when you get to your 40s, you've got so many responsibilities that you didn't have when you were in your 20s or even as a kid, obviously. Uh, you've got to look after kids. Some of us have to look after kids. Some of us have to look after parents who are sick. You know, we've got careers if we're lucky, and often they're taking up 80 hours a week. <laughs> And we don't really have time to stop and think about the fun things that we used to do that used to make us really happy. Mm. And I just thought it was a really interesting um, thing to think about play as adults, because I, I think once we do play as adults, we realize how enjoyable and how wonderful it is and how good for us it is mentally. But we don't often get the opportunity to do it. Or if we do, we think, oh, well, that's silly. We can't possibly do that. You know, we'll come across as a fool or foolish if we are seen to be playing skipping with our friends.
0: Yeah, well, you can see with certain adults as well when they're they're with their kids. uh, Some adults, you see, they love playing with their kids. They're having as much, if not more, fun than the children are having (laughs) playing with whatever uh, because they seem to be able to... Because we're... To, I, I don't know if you agree with this, but we're, we're conditioned by what our roles are and in the sense as you just outlined there, we're adults now, so we can't do that. Uh, and yeah. it's hard to get back to doing that. Yeah, it's that
1: that old saying, you know, it, now it's time to put away childish things because we mm. um, feel like, yeah, well, that's not for us anymore. I have to say, children are an excellent excuse to sort of be silly and play. Last year, actually, my children were really, my, my two youngest daughters were really into a sort of looking for clothes for their dolls and I found myself knitting again just to make dolls clothes for them Um, and I again it's a thing of oh this is really therapeutic and it's really nice and I have the perfect excuse of sounding like mother of the year because I'm making clothes for my dolls my children's dolls but actually I was really enjoying it and really um, getting into it and the same even just like cleaning up uh, at night time, you know, there's this table in our kitchen where the kids, you know, have kind of taken over and all of their toys and whatever they're playing with that day is there. And, you know, they were doing, we got into jigsaws in lockdown, like a lot of people, I'm sure. And I found myself when I was tidying up at nighttime, time, you know, it'd be midnight, I'd be clearing away stuff and I'd start putting a few pieces into the jigsaw. And then I'd sort of look up forty minutes later or an hour later and go, oh, my God, it's time to go to bed but you'd get so absorbed in it. And that state of absorption is the real joy because it is meditation, essentially, isn't it? It clears your mind, you get rid of your worries um, because you're focusing on something. And I think that's why, you know, colouring became such a big thing Mm. over the last while, you know, colouring for adults. And of course, we couldn't do, we couldn't just use children's colouring books. We had to make a, a business out of it and profit out of it by making coloring books for adults, so we didn't have to be ashamed of coloring. Um, we could go and you know legitimately buy adult coloring books for ourselves. But again, it's that state of flow. If you're coloring, you're just like you're in the zone, you're focusing on what you're doing and your mind clears a little bit in a way that's really good. And the thing is the sad thing is we let go of all of these um, all of these uh, activities in adulthood, you know the things that used to make us happy as kids. Yeah. And, you know, when we're stressed, when we're really under pressure, when we've no time for ourselves, that's the time we really need those things. And they really help us to sort of clear our mind and get a bit of relief.
0: Because I suppose as you get older, there's fewer and fewer, as it gets down to no things in your life, that you do just for the sake of doing it. If you know what I it's mean, there's so always true. some functional purpose to everything, even gardening. Yeah. Yeah,
1: well, you see, gardening now we can kind of get away with because it can be seen as something productive and, you know, it's a kind of a job really, isn't it? But mm. gardening actually um, gives you that state of flow as well, doesn't it? There's nothing I enjoy more than repotting all of my houseplants. Um, I do that once a year and I'd love to do it more often because it's very, very enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> but, but again, we, do, we let go of that thing. We feel like we don't deserve it. And actually, we need it more and more in our adult life. And I find when I'm really struggling with, say, you know, if I'm writing something and I can't figure it out, um, what I'll do is I'll pick up my guitar and I'll play very badly for like 20 minutes, just play a song that I like and sing a little bit. And um, thankfully, nobody hears that, really. And um, and then, like, after those 20 minutes, I find something's happened in my brain. There's, like, a little reset or a recalibration, and I find I can approach the work in a different way. And, you know, it's just, it's so therapeutic, and it's so positive um, it's so positive and helpful to be able to do something like that. And mm-hmm. Even if you think you've got no talent, okay, I can't play the guitar, or I can't play a musical instrument, you know, you could stick on a pair of roller skates. And, you know... It, go uh, for for a skate or you could, uh, what I've been doing lately actually is I've been scooting a lot. I'm really enjoying being on a scooter and okay, I've got the excuse of, you know, I'm taking my children out for a little bicycle ride. So I go on the scooter beside them. And so I feel like, yeah, I'm perfectly justified. But like you see lots of people out on scooters now and I'm not talking about the electric one, Sean, I'm talking mm-hmm. about the one that you push. Yeah. But again, you're moving your body. Your body is in movement. And so much of the time now, we don't, we're not in touch with our physical selves, are we? We're, we're working so much on laptops and, you know, in our minds. And we don't actually get to do the physical stuff that takes us out of our bodies, like gardening or like going out on a scooter or a skate.
0: Yeah. I can remember when uh, some of my kids were younger and uh, uh, the, the three girls who would be maybe kind of was a year between them. I know that they all went to bed around the same time. And every night when it was time for bed, I would physically, I would come in and announce, it's time to take out the trash. And <laughs> then they'd start laughing immediately. And I'd carry the three of them into the bedroom and tickle them into their pajamas. Now, you, years later, they told me like, that you got a cold prickle of fear when they'd hear me say that because I was obviously enjoying it far more than they were, and they were close kind of to hysterical. But it got them in the pajamas, I suppose. It was functional to that degree. Well, now, it was, Sean, it sounds like you were working them up into a space of giddiness that your yeah. wife wouldn't appreciate. Yeah, them, I was. So. it was totally abusive, absolutely. Come to think of it, they'll be seen psychiatrists for for years to come as a result of my actions. So, yeah, are you still doing though, uh, um, jigsaws as well? I will not, I cannot pass a jigsaw that's unfinished, Sean, you know, and
1: there's, like, there's an awful lot of like, when I'm trying to entertain the children, I'll say, "Will we do a jigsaw. And they're like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, let's do a jigsaw. And like, they said, no, we don't want to do a jigsaw. I'm like, well, and then there's four jigsaws out on the table and I'm like, doing them all like frantically. <laughs> but I kind of, I, I love it, I have to say, but. But no, they. I think they do enjoy it uh, nearly as much as I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Adele Coffee is a writer and a recovering jigsaw addict. Adele, thanks a million. Thank you. Moncrief, weekdays at two pm with Anna Glaze on News Talk.